2: what he desires to do has actually become what we desire for a miracle and there is a match right there amen leaders have a very powerful influence on the people i believe all of us know that if you don't know that know that because of this satan's strategy or we can say satan's two strategies of winning the world to himself at first to put bad leaders in leadership or to put bad people in leadership And to attack leaders. Two things. He wants to put bad people or bad leaders in positions of leadership. And he wants to attack good leaders. Satan is always attacking good leaders. That's why we pray for our leaders. In fact, the scripture admonishes us to pray for our leaders. Whether they are Christians or not. Let's see that. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So basically he's saying, pray for all men, pray for kings, pray for those who are in authority so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence if you don't do that then problem comes and whatever problem comes will affect you so pray for your leaders amen whether they are christians or not christians leaders again have a powerful influence of the people first kings chapter 19 we look at david as a good leader and some people follow david and what happened to them? What kind of people came to him? What kind of people, you know, gathered around him? Down-trodden people, you know, weak people. They were, they sounded like losers. They gathered together unto him, but he made them winners. For indeed, that's what they became. These were the people that made David king. When they became strong, Because they gathered around him, for many years they were going together to places, he trained them, he taught them, and they became leaders. They were actually referred to as what? Mighty men of David. Mighty men of David. And these were the people that made David king, that fought the war for him to make him king. But they did not start out as mighty people. They did not start out as leaders. They started out as discouraged disgruntled um distressed uh in debt people people who had a lot of debt amen praise god so it doesn't really matter where you are if you are busy so to say if you are engaged you know if you are not lazy if you are not idle god will call you amen god wants people that are engaged that are doing something. If you look throughout the scriptures. God calls people who are doing something. No matter how little they are doing. What kind of people will you give anything to do to? If you want to give something to do to somebody. Who will you give it to? You give it to people who are busy. Or you give it to people who don't have anything to do. Meaning idle. idle. You give it to a busy person. Amen. That's the formula that you use. And it works all the time. You give Things to do to people who are busy. If you say, Oh, this person is too busy, and you don't give it to them, you give it to somebody who is just sitting down doing nothing, they're going to be sitting down doing nothing on what you gave them. They won't do it. So God calls people who are busy. They might not be big people, you know, they might not be, you know, rich people. In fact, many times God doesn't call rich people, He calls simple people. The fishermen that he called they were simple people but they were busy everyone that he called he called them he called them why they were doing something amen so the the people that came around to David were discouraged disgruntled distressed and all of that but they were people who were busy who were ready to do something and because they were around David, they became mighty like David is who you behold that you become we have said that over and over again is who you behold that you become and is what you become that you behold is who you behold that you become and is what you become that you behold because once you are now made you will be looking at yourself and be proud of yourself Uh, again this is another example of somebody that followed a good leader and became somebody okay Those that followed David became mighty. They became good leaders. And in 1 Kings chapter 19, let's look at 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 19 from verse 19, 19, 19. So he departed from there and found Elijah, the son of Shavad, who was plying with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And it was with the 12th. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Please let me kiss my father and my mother, then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? So Elijah turned back from him, took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them, and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. Wow, this is a busy man. This businessman was called by God through Elijah. And he received the call and followed Elijah. You see, he burned everything. He got rid of everything. He got rid of all the business equipment. He gave away everything. In fact, he burned the oxen's equipment and slaughtered the oxen and just gave everything away and followed Elijah. Wow. For this God is our God and he will be our guide unto the end the psalmist says for this god is our god and he will be our guide unto the end for elijah to follow elijah he must have seen something to give up everything and to follow him he must have seen something you know you don't give up something for nothing you got to expect something jesus cried for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross Because of the joy that he saw ahead of him, Hebrews chapter 12, he said, because of the joy that he saw ahead of himself, he endured the cross, meaning he gave his life, he gave up his life. Because of the joy, because of what he knew will happen later, he gave up what it is now. How many people will give up what they have now for something greater? And not too many people. And that's why there are not too many leaders. Because leaders give up something for something. Amen? For you to become rich in life, you've got to give up something. You've got to give up what they call what? Immediate gratification for a later glory. If you don't give it up just because of what you want now, you just consume it upon yourself, you're not going to have something better later. So, Elijah must have seen something good in Elijah to say for me to leave everything to leave my livelihood and follow this man there will be a reward and he followed him he became his servant he became his servant and at the end of the day like we read in second kings chapter 2 it was time now for elijah to depart it was time for elijah to go away and his servant who had been following him for years was around him, was following him still, was still serving him. And he followed him from place to place. This is Second uh, Kings chapter 2. It was time for the Lord to take Elijah to heaven. And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elijah from Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elijah, Stay here, please. For the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elijah said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel together. He so was just following him from place to place. From Gilgal to Bethel, from Bethel to Jericho, from Jericho to Jordan, from place to place. Until it was time for Elijah to be taken up by a whirlwind. And Elijah said, what do you want me to give you? What do you want me to do for you? And Elisha said, give me a double portion of your spirit, of the spirit that is upon you. And uh, what was the answer? And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elijah, Elijah, ask what I may do for you before I'm taken away from you. Elijah said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so for you. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a wind into heaven and Elijah saw it and Elijah saw it and he cried out my father my father the chariot of israel and his horsemen so he saw him no more and he took hold of his clothes and tore them into two pieces he also took up the mantle of elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of jordan then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elijah crossed over. Now when the sons of the prophet who were from Jericho saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah rests on Elijah, and they came to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. Amen.